Somebody bless his name. I won't let the rocks cry out. I won't let the rocks Somebody throw your hand. Somebody bless him right now. Somebody bless him right now. Somebody, do, you, do you have a reason to thank him? Only thank him if you have a reason. Only praise him if you have a reason. Oh, come on. I'm going to let you. I'm going to stir you a little bit. I'm going to press you to bless him. This is not about Jim Rayleigh. This is not about you. This is not about a personality. This is about a person. His name is Jesus Christ. And if Jesus has been good to you, one, two, three, bless his name. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. Then gird up my legs that I might stand in this holy place. Show me your face, Lord, your power and I could make it to the end if I could just see your face. Yeah. Somebody bless him right now. Come on. Somebody bless him right now. We're being obedient to the Lord. Come on. We're being obedient to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't even know that there's life in this moment for you. There's hope in this moment. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. Then 
fingered up my legs that I might stand in this holy place. Show me your face, Lord, your power I could just see your face. Somebody raise up your hands right now. Come on. Show me your face, Lord. Yeah. Show me your face. Then gird up my legs that I might stand. In this holy place, hallelujah, show me your face, Lord, yeah. your power and grace, hallelujah, Jesus, I can make it to the end, oh. I could make it to the end. I could make it to the end. I could make it to the end. Oh, I could make it to the end. Yeah, I could make it to the end. Show me. 
Somebody bless him right now. Come on, I'm about to do something, but I just don't want to rush. There's an old secular song that I could almost make Christian. And won't get judged, but I'm not going to sing but one line of it. The first time ever I saw your face. I thought the sun rose in your eyes. eyes. It's an old song. And I like to take a song like that and say it's all about Jesus. Because men and women will let you down. But Jesus will be faithful. Come on. I'm about to do a thing. How many of you okay with this? It's just we're out off the page. Come on, make a little noise if you're okay with this. I remember when I was 20 years old and the first time I really, really encountered the Lord. It changed me forever. And one of the things I never want to stop being is a worshiper. You know, you may say, well, you know, as I travel, people say, well, who's, who's the worship leader at your church? You know what I say? I am. Me. Uh, I've always tried to be a worshiper because I know that you don't reproduce what you want. You reproduce what you are. And I feel like if the church is going to worship, then the leader needs to worship. Here's the truth, people. People might show up to see me preach, but God shows up to watch me worship. And I need an audience with him more than I need an audience with you. Because if I can get him in the room, everything you need will be supplied. So 
this is just my desperation today. I, last night I was lay, laying in my bed and I got so overcome by the presence of God. I just got out of my bed and I put John Wilds on. Come on. And me and him worship together on YouTube. Hallelujah. But I remember, honey, that that night when I was 20, that my whole world changed that I experienced God's presence and I really saw him. And that's when I submitted to the call of ministry on my life. I was so bound and broken and messed up. And that atmosphere is here now. And I just feel like I need to do this. So I'm gonna put my glasses on until Jesus heals me and then I won't put them on again, come on. But in this atmosphere, there is a transformational moment that has come into this room. And some of you are standing here and you say, well, Apostle, I feel something. I sense something. I, I really don't even hardly understand what it is. And Apostle, there's just, I want this walk with the Lord. I, I want this relationship with Jesus. I want to know him. But there's sin in my life. It seems like a mountain that I can't move. There's compromise in my life. And it seems like it's standing in my way between me and him. And apostle, there's so much in my life that I know I need to surrender to the Lord. So apostle, when you pray for somebody, pray for me with heads bowed and eyes closed. And I'm going to just invite you into a moment. Bring the lights up just a little bit so I can see. If you're here and you'd say, Apostle, I'm not ready to meet Jesus, and I want to, I, I want to, I want to know Him. I want to give my heart to Him today. I want to surrender all that I am. I've been trying it my way, and it's not working. But if you're here today, and there's things in your life that ought not be there, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand. I'd, I'd like to give my life to Jesus today. If that's you. I feel the Spirit of the Lord here and online. Raise your hand. Ready? I'm going to count to three and you slip your hand right up. Pray for me, Apostle. One. If you're going to pray, remember me. Two. There's things in my life that ought not be there and I want to surrender it to Jesus and, and I want to give my heart to the Lord. Three. Slip up your hand right now. Slip up your hand right now. Oh, I see hands being lifted across the room. I want to give, I want to give myself to Jesus. I want to give my heart to Jesus today. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. I see you in the back. Stadium seating. Slip up your hand. Right at home, you slip up your hand. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If you raised it up, hold it up. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If you need to raise your hand, raise it now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hands are being lifted across the room. If somebody next to you has their hand up, I want you to make room for them to come down because I want to pray with them. I want you to come if you raised your hand. You won't come by yourself. But if you want to give this over to Jesus, come right now. If somebody next to you raised their hand and they're afraid to come, you, you get them by the hand and you bring them. Come on, we've done all this worship and y'all come right here to the front. Bring them right here to the front. Come on. Y'all look here. This, this, is, a beautiful, this is a beautiful thing. Oh, I, I bet, oh, I bet God will do something here. 
I bet God will save somebody here. Is, is, this, is this better than anything else? I said, is this better than anything else? People coming to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to wait on them. They want to come. They just can come. I'm surrendering to Jesus today. Y'all, look, this is what happens in the presence of the Lord. This is what happens when we worship the King. I need our altar. Yeah, they're already. Y'all, they're still coming. I need you just to go ahead and thank the Lord. Oh, y'all, this is, this is what church is all about. Church is not just a place where we hang out. This is a place where we make disciples, where we win the lost. Hallelujah. I want all of you guys that have come forward, you young folks, man, I'm looking at you. Man, I want you to know that God has such a plan for your life. And when we go sideways or we struggle or we allow things to get in our spirit and get in our life that ought not be there, as big as it seems, it's not bigger than the cross. And it's not more powerful than the blood of Jesus. I, I want every one of you to put your hand on your heart right now. Because here's what you need. You need a new start. You need to start over. So your hand is on your heart right now, and this is what we're going to surrender to the Lord. It's our very heart. We're going to surrender our whole lives. God's going to change you, young man. Going to change your life. He's going to change you not just for now, but forever. So hand on your heart, and then just raise up your other hand. Because the Bible says, you know, if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart, and this may seem so elementary to you, but when we slip up our hands like that, we're raising hands before the Lord and saying, Lord, we surrendered all to you. So I want you to pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Everybody in the room, pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart and wash it clean in your precious blood. I believe that you are my healer I believe that you are my savior I believe that whatever I need you are that and more take my heart make it what you want it to be I confess that you are not just the savior of the world you're my savior and I give my life to you I surrender my heart to you guide my life now set me free oh come on set me free from anything that has held me and I declare I'll never be the same never 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 in Jesus name all right come on give God a praise now I want you guys to move out. Pastor Christian, are you here? I want you to stretch your hands toward these right now.
Stretch your hands toward them. All the altar workers, just move out and let's pray for them. Pastor Christian, come over here and pray over these. Hallelujah. God's about to do a thing, and I feel healing getting in this room right now. Salvation first, but God's about to heal some sick bodies. Who's ready to be healed right now? Come on. I feel just a, a word of knowledge that healing is about to roll into this room right now. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the hearts and minds of your precious people. Lord, and I just pray over every person, Lord, under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, especially for those that are in this altar right now. God, I thank you. Father, that you have taken a heart of stone out of them in this moment and you are giving them a heart of flesh. Lord, that, God, you are putting, Lord, your spirit in them to cause them, Lord, to desire your ways, Lord, and to walk in truth, God. I pray right now, Lord, from this moment forward, Lord, that they would be filled with the spirit of might. Lord, that they would walk in righteousness. Lord, that they would walk in holiness, Lord. I thank you, Father, in this moment, Lord, that even the yoke of addiction is being broken right now, Father, off of their lives. Lord, right now that addiction, Lord, addiction to prescription drugs is being broken right now. Lord, that addiction, Lord, to drugs, Lord, and things that are not of your kingdom is being broken right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Can we put our hands together and bless the Lord? I sense that so strongly that addictions are being broken right now in these altars. Right now in these altars. Come on, can you just keep praying, church? Just keep praying, church. Just keep praying, church. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Now, all of you who are here in the altars, uh, prayer team, can you just have everyone hold on for one second? I want you to look right here. For those of you who are in this altars right now, I want you to look, Pastor Christian, right here in the eyes. I want you to hear me. This is the ending of the old you, and this is the brand new beginning of the new you. Prayer team, I want you to listen. Help them listen now. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You are beginning a brand new life in Christ, and we want to help you take that journey. Your next step is a life of discipleship, and I'm here to help you make that happen. This is just the beginning. Our prayer team is going to pray with you. They're going to minister to you, but they're also going to grab your information, and they're going to give you information about foundations, which is your next step. Everybody say that. Say foundations. I don't want you to forget. I want to help you develop a lifestyle of discipleship so that you never go back to what the Lord is delivering you from right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. So here's what I feel as, as they minister. I have a word of knowledge that healing is coming into this room right now. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. And a word of knowledge is something that he is saying that he is going to accomplish and do. So I feel like the Lord is going to heal people with lung issues right now. We've had stage four cancer healed several times in here, probably three or four times. But if you have some lung issues, I want you to come stand on the platform. If you've got a, a lung issue, if you've got a real issue in your lungs, I want you to come right now. And God's about to heal people in their lungs right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, God's about to heal you in your lungs right now. Hallelujah. Even if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, I believe y'all help me now. 
There's a big faith. I said, if even if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, we're going to rebuke lung cancer out of your body right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. God's going to heal people right now. This is a different Sunday. I know. I know. Hallelujah. 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 Stretch your hands right now. Stretch your hands toward him right now. Hallelujah. 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 Bring me the oil. Bring me the oil. Somebody just push it, stretch your hands out and say lungs are being healed right now. Come on, y'all. We're, we're off the page. And that's okay. Lungs are being healed right now. Lungs are being healed right now. I felt it when I saw you coming forwards. I felt it, sir. I release healing. There it is. I bind that infirmity out of you and I bind that anxiety out of you. In the name of Jesus. There it is. You ready? You ready, daughter? You ready? Oh gosh, I feel this. Come on. I see a wave of healing coming over you, sister. I bind that infirmity out of you, sir, and I release healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus. And then, come on, daughter. Okay, for your mother that's watching online. Mother, wherever you are, where's she at? In Indiana. Come on, y'all. Give God praise that he can heal this mother in Indiana. I bind that infirmity. Your faith is great, daughter. Your faith is great. Yes, I know. I should. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Y'all, she's praying for her own mother in the spirit right now. I bind infirmity out of your mother and I release healing in Indiana in the name. Somebody praise the Lord. Healing like a river. I release it over you, sir. There it is. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, here comes daughter. Healing, healing, healing. Healing, healing, healing. Healing, healing, healing. Every lung disorder, every lung issue, Judy, I speak healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, and I tell you, lungs be healed. Lord, I pray for today, oh Lord, this little precious boy, healing in the name of Jesus. Judy, I feel a healing wave over you right now. I feel a healing wave over Judy right now. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give the Lord praise. Come on and give the Lord some praise in here right now. I, I, I hear the Lord say I'm healing blood disorders right now. If you have a blood disorder, I want you to come real quickly. If you have a blood disorder, 
Anything going on in your blood, get up here. Y'all praise the Lord while people come. Y'all, I feel, I feel miracles in the atmosphere. I feel miracles in the atmosphere. Come stand right here. Right now, come on, stretch your hands to water. There, there's liver disease, there's issues in her blood. The doctors don't have the answer, but there is a doctor named Dr. Jesus. He is Yahweh Rapha, and we have thanked him, and we have worshiped him. And daughter, I release healing over you right now. I tell this liver to line up with the word of God, and I decree and declare that right now, virtue flows through you. Healing, dirty economono, and encouragement. In the name of Jesus, somebody give the Lord a praise right now. Somebody give the Lord a praise right now. Somebody give the Lord, I can't get away from this. The Lord said I'm healing people in their hamstring right now. If you've had trouble in your hamstrings, I want you to raise your hand. Where you at? Say, Apostle, I've had trouble in my hamstrings. I've had a lot of pain and discomfort back here. Come stand right here. If that's you, come stand right here. If you've had trouble in your hamstrings, ham, hamstrings, I want you to come right now. That's it, sir. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, sisters. Y'all shout while people are coming. Y'all give God praise. Healing is in the room. Healing is in the room. Oh, come on, daughter. Man, your whole legs, they're just bothering you. They're giving you a fit, trying to stand up, right? And you said, you, I've heard you say, I'm too young for this. Is that right? You say, I shouldn't be battling this. You know what? I release healing over you, daughter, in the name of Jesus. You ready? It's not hard. There's healing right there. It flows through your legs right there. I pray he would feel warmth in his legs. In the name of Jesus. Come on, sister. I speak healing. Oh, that's it. There it is. There it is. There it is. The moment I touched you, you felt that. Raise your hands. You've seen the Lord heal you time and time and time again. And I release healing over you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, Mother. Shenama, there it is in the name of Jesus. Harabasa, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's a shift right now. It's a healing right now over you, daughter. Somebody bless the Lord in here. Okay, I feel I feel this. I feel a financial turnaround. Who needs a financial turnaround? I, I, there's there's so many of you. I can't lay hands on all of you, but I want you to raise up your hands right now if you need a financial turnaround. If you need God to move in your finances right now, I hear the Lord say, "Turn around one time. Just turn around. Just turn around." I speak a financial turnaround in your life. 
I bind, I bind, I bind the pressure of financial problems off of you and I release a financial turnaround. I declare that through the holidays they're going to become holy days and days of provision and days of outpouring. Somebody give the Lord a praise in here. Hallelujah. I said give the Lord a praise in here. All right. All right. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to be seated for just a moment. How many of you are glad for what you've experienced in this church this morning? Salvation, healing, deliverance, power. I'm going to talk to you just for a moment, and then we're going we're gonna to do two things. Number one, we're going to re receive our offerings. Any, are, are there any blessed people in the room? I want all the blessed people in the room to make a little bit of noise. Come on. If you're here today and, and maybe you're new to our church, we want to welcome you. If this is the first time you've been to Calvary or it's been a long time, we welcome you. So let's welcome all of our guests here today. Come on, let's do it. You can do a little bit better than that. Come on, let's welcome them in this house today. Uh, we want you to know we only let you be a guest one time because the next time you come back, we're claiming that you're part of the family. But we want you to text guests to this number. And if you don't have a home church, how many of you believe Calvary is a great church? Great church to become family in. So we would encourage you to fill that out. And Pastor Don and I, in just a few minutes, we're going to be at the back and we would love to meet you. Also, there's a lot of great things going on. Uh, and I'm going to receive this offering right now. Uh, guys, we've been very committed through the years to missions. And we're going to do these offerings together. But we wanted to build churches in Iraq. That was our heart. To How many believe Iraq needs some churches? Come on, I'm in the Middle East. I read something um, actually... Last night, Pastor Josh sent it to me. Listen to this, that there's an underground church in Gaza. And in Gaza, the Lord has given 200 Muslim men dreams of Jesus. And these 200 Muslim men have come into the kingdom and are now serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to give God praise, man. Hallelujah. It's very credible, this information. But it just tells me that God can change anybody, any situation, and any circumstance. And one of the things that we've been committed to through the years is missions. And I'm going to tell you this. One thing you got to know about Jim Rayleigh and about this ministry here, we're 26 years in. If we tell you we're going to do something, we do exactly that. Whatever we tell you we're going to do with the money, we do exactly that. And everything that... That, that you give toward missions, every dime of it, and then some come, goes to missions. And by the way, many of you give toward the Daytona Dream Center. Stand up, Pastor. Pastor Jamie celebrated 10 years with us, and we love you so much. But we have an opportunity now to do some significant things in Buddhist countries. I want you to bring that up, and I want you to play that video real quickly. After 200 years of missionary labor, Buddhism still looks as strong and immovable as the fortress of Jericho did. The gospel impact on the Buddhist world seems like small cracks in these walls that have stood for hundreds and in some places even thousands of years.
Nearly one billion people live imprisoned by Buddhism and its demanding rituals. Places like Laos, Myanmar, and Vietnam are less than 5% Christian, with Thailand, Nepal, Cambodia, Japan, and others with less than 1%. Something has to change. As we circle these massive walls, we know that powerful, fervent prayer is the key to seeing them crumble. Focused intercession has the power to kick down doors, to break chains, to set the captives free. Will you march with an army of prayer warriors for the Buddhist world? Your prayers can change a heart, change a city, change a nation, and change the map. Who's ready to change the map for Jesus? Now, as I said, I had planned on trying to partner with Iraq, and there were some governmental things that they blocked us. And we want to make sure that when we give the money, that every bit of it goes to build churches. Come on now. And we can build four churches for $40,000. That means $10,000 a church. We can build four churches. How many of you feel like Calvary ought to build at least four churches? Come on. I'd better ask y'all again. I said, how many of you believe that Calvary ought to build at least four churches, this family? So today, if you feel prompted and feel led, I want you to sow and give. If you can give $100, you know, if enough people give $100, we'll build one church. Maybe you can give $10,000, whatever you can give. If you market missions, everything that comes in is going to go to build these churches. We'll send it right out. And, you know, we've... We've built schools, we've built churches all over the world. Now, the key word is Asia. So we're going we're gonna to send this money directly to impactful missionaries. We're going to build churches there. We've got locations that we're going to partner with these pastors that are there. How many of you believe that God can save Buddhist people? Do you believe that? So I want you to be a part of this offering today. But it's also a day to tithe and give to the Lord. Are there any givers in the house? Make a little noise if you're a giver. So I want you right now, if you're a tither or a giver and you're generous, see, one thing that I've learned is that, that thanksgiving, thankful people are generous. So don't I want us to sow sacrificially. You are, come up here, honey. I want you to pray over this offering. And uh, Pastor Don and I always... It's like I've said so many times, I said today, you don't reproduce what you want, you reproduce what you are. So we have sown and given sacrificially through the years, and God has been faithful. And we're giving to the missions offering, and we're going to give our tithe today. And you may want to partner with us, and you may want to do this, but you know what? We're going to see the Lord save so many people. We were in um, Malaysia just a few years ago. Malaysia is a country that's full of Buddhist people. And remember that big mountain where they've got a, a Buddha that's probably 10 stories high. And the people go there and they pray and they do all their rituals to a God that can't do a thing. But we're going to send them a Jesus that can change everything. Come on. So today as you sow and give, I believe that the Lord will bless you. I would ask you during this time if you're thankful, just... 
express that thankfulness through your giving today. You by live stream, don't miss your moment. As I said, when you text to give, if you'll market Asia, if you give in your envelope, if you'll market Asia or missions, it'll all go in. You can give on the app and you can give online. I want everybody to hold up your gifts right now before the Lord. Come on, hold it before the Lord. You by live stream, do the same. Come on. Amen. You ready to release Jesus over Asia with your offering? Amen. Father God, we thank you that in this nation and in this church, we know you. We have come to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we lift up those that are in Asia right now, those that are bound, Father, in this, in this cult, in this Buddhism. And Lord, we are praying, Father, that even as we sow this offering, as we give sacrificially today, that Lord, what we have received, God, that right now it would be released over every Asian country, that, Father, through this offering, missionaries would be released. The gospel would be released. We pray that hearts would be open to the gospel, that their ears would be open to truth in Jesus' name. We bind the voice of darkness and the voice of the enemy that holds them in bondage. And we ask, Lord, that today there would be breakthrough, there would be deliverance in Jesus, that you will be exalted over every Asian country. Lord, we pray that we would build many churches, Lord, in this house to see your gospel go forth in a mighty way. We lift you up and thank you, Lord, for your presence that has been in this place all day long. We give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Somebody shout amen. So I'm going to speak for 20 minutes. Who will give me 20 minutes right now? Shout if you'll give Apostle 20 minutes. Come on. And, and, and listen, uh, if I preach longer than 20 minutes, that's the Holy Spirit. You can't blame me. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm not even going to bring my, my notes up. I'm going to preach to you from my heart. Exodus 30 says, Take unto these sweet spices, stacked the annika, galbanon, and pure frankincense. With these sweet spices, I have the scripture in the back. Bring it up if you can. With these sweet spices, there shall be like or equal weight. And what I'm talking about here just for a few minutes is the incense of worship. Anybody be glad to be in a house where we worship the Lord? Come on. I want all the worshipers to make a little noise. I, I, want, I want the people who are not going to be ashamed at Thanksgiving this week to give God the glory around your family. Let me hear you make a little noise in the room. Come on. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach very quickly. I, I actually Friday night preached to about 2,500 young people. I'm thinking, man, I'm 59 years old. I'm about to turn 60. Come on, y'all. In January, and I'm thinking, why in the world are they having this old guy preach to all these young people? And I started preaching to teenagers probably three and a half decades ago. And the wild thing about it, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I started right here in Florida. And he said, there are people who are going to be at that convention who you preached to three and a half decades ago. They're pastors, they're families who serve the Lord. I'm trying to walk in and a guy stopped me and he said, I just want you to know I was at a youth convention you preached three and a half decades ago. He said, I was 14 years old. He said, I got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost and called to preach. And he said, now I pastor a church in Wildwood. We've got our youth pastor with droves of young people here. I'm trying to tell you. You don't get too old. Come on to preach the gospel. It works in every generation. And I, I would say that probably Friday night, we had probably 1,200 young people that came to the Lord. Can you give God a shout for that? It was a mighty thing. 
But I talked a little bit about this text Friday night. It says, And the Lord said, Take unto these sweet spices, stacti, onica, galbanum, and pure frankincense. What this was, precious, this was the incense of worship. Many of you have seen me build the tabernacle that we built, and we had the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And each dimension was very precious. The outer court, everything that was done there, was done in the atmosphere of natural light. In the inner court, everything that was done there was done by candlelight. In the outer court, it was natural light because it was in, in, the, in the sun. The sun would shine down in the out, outer court of where the, where the ministers and the priests would minister before the Lord in the outer court. But in the inner court, it was candlelight. And it was a beautiful thing because the candlestick was there in the outer court. You came through the gate you entered in with thanksgiving come on and then there was the brazen altar that represented the blood and then there was the brazen lever that represented the word and then you would go into the tent and in the tent there was a table of showbread there was the candlestick and then there was the altar of worship and it's a beautiful thing when you would progress into the to the secondary part to the inner court but still there was a dependency on man because you still needed somebody to bring bread for the table and oil for the lamp. But there was a third dimension called the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies was a place where you couldn't describe how the light and the presence and the power and all the goings on. It was the miracle zone. I feel like we kind of got in that zone today. Anybody believe that? And miracles took place. But here was the key. The key was that right in front of the, the Holy of Holies, behind the, before you could go behind the veil, there was a table of worship. And these four ingredients, stacti, onica, galbanum, and pure frankincense, they were literally stirred up and they were set on fire. Now, they represented worship. And let me tell you about worship. Maybe Calvary makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it's a little bit loud, a little bit rowdy. But real worship gets stirred up. Come on, y'all. Real worship is on is fiery worship. I told you a while back, the God I serve is a loud God. He's going to shout so loud one day to snatch your grandma out of the ground. Come on, he's loud. But, but the truth is, these ingredients were good by themselves, but they never achieved their potential until they were stirred up. And it reminds me, you know, you had the galbanum, the frankincense, you had the anica and the stacti. They were all good, but it wasn't until that priest stirred them up and caught them on fire that they achieved their potential. And it reminded me when I was growing up, my granny could cook, Lord have mercy. And uh, we, we would stay at her house during the holidays. And her house was an old Florida shotgun house. And she didn't have central heat in there. She had a she had a gas heater. Come on, somebody, and and they, listen. Her house. She would she would run that heater throughout the day, and then turn it off at night. And it'd be about 25 degrees outside. And there was one electric blanket in the house, and Granny had it. Y'all know what I'm saying. And I can remember them piling that cover on me. But early in the morning, before the sun came up. Granny would get up, light the heaters, and go into the kitchen, and I knew something good was about to happen, and I would get up every morning with my little chubby self, and I would walk into that kitchen because I knew that a hog had given his life, that I might have life more abundantly. Come on, somebody. There's going to be bacon and ham and sausage and fried eggs and grits come on y'all and she made her coffee on the stove but the best thing that i love y'all was granny's biscuits 
Lord, does, does anybody like biscuits in here? Y'all, I can look at some of y'all and tell you eat some biscuits. Wave at me if you know what a biscuit is. Lord, my granny would make them biscuits and she would have the flour and she would have the Crisco shortening. Y'all don't know what that is. And then she would have a little butter and some flour and eggs. And, and, and you know, she didn't have a food processor. She didn't have a mixer. She had an old kneading bowl that was probably about 100 years old. And she would put all that in that kneading bowl. And I would watch her. She didn't use a spoon or a mixer. She would get her hands in all those ingredients. And she would start mixing them up. Man, it was something to see. And then she would put out them biscuits in that. Woo, I feel it right now. She'd put them biscuits in that pan, and it was so delicious. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. The, the ingredients by themselves were good, but they never achieved their potential until Granny got her hands in them, and Granny began to stir them up. You see, right here in this room this morning, there is potential for revival. There is potential for outpouring like we've never seen. We got the flour over here. Come on now. How many of you know that some of the southern folk, they used to make lard biscuits? Y'all know what lard biscuits are? That's when you take the bacon drippings. And you pour that in the bowl and you mix that with the flour. You ain't had a biscuit till you had a lard biscuit, baby. And, 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 you know, I look around here and I see all the ingredients for everything that we're going to do in the next season. You got the flour over here. You got the shortening over here. You got the butter over here. You got the lard. No, I, ain't gonna, I don't know where the lard is. Come on, somebody. But you've got all the potential. But it's not going to be what it needs to be until like granny would get his, her hands in that bowl and stir that up. Here's what I'm asking you. As we go in to 2024, as we finish up this year, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, put your hands in this church. Stir us up. Whatever you want to do in any service, y'all, we went so far off the page today. We went so far off the page, but that's why droves of people got saved. That's why I believe cancer ran out of the building. That's why miracles took place, because we don't have one agenda that the Holy Spirit can put his hands in this place and, and stir it up. I dare the people that want to be stirred up in this hour. Just open up your mouth and give God praise and say, Apostle, I want to be in a church where it's stirred up. I want to be in a church where the Holy Spirit can put his hands in the room. Stir up my family. Stir up my children. Stir up my mind. Stir up my future. Stir up my worship. Stir up my... He's stirring somebody up right now. I was telling Pastor Christian the other day, I said, I'm not afraid when God's moving. I'm afraid when he's not. I don't want to pastor a church where God doesn't move. I don't, listen, if you want a church that's predictable, you're in the wrong house on the wrong Sunday with the wrong man. But if you want a church where God can put his spiritual hands in the room and do whatever he wants to do, turn the agenda upside down. Turn what we planned upside down. Turn it upside down until somebody gets delivered. Turn it upside down until my children get saved. Turn it upside down until cancer rushes out and healing rushes in. How many of you are glad to be at a church? today where we don't talk about it we are all about it God stir this place up y'all better turn the clock off 
Will you, I repent. Father, please forgive me for telling them 20 minutes. Watch. Stacti, Annika, Galbadon, and pure frankincense. Number one is Stacti. Stacti was what held the ingredients together. It was the foundation for the four ingredients. And Stacti was a pure resin gum that flowed from the storax tree or the mulberry tree. Come on, y'all. And the thing about this tree is this. It wasn't a dead dry tree, but it was a oozing tree. Come on, I preached uh, Friday night and Pastor Anderson's little boy gave me the sermon title because his favorite movie now from 1991, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And his favorite movie is called The Secret of the Ooze. How many of y'all want to know the secret of the ooze? Come on. That, that, that tree was an oozing tree. He didn't choose a dead, dry tree, but he chose a tree that was oozing. It oozed in the morning. It oozed in the evening. Come on, y'all. And it oozed in the afternoon. It oozed when the sun was going up, and it oozed when the sun was going down. It oozed in the good weather, and it oozed in the bad weather. And one thing about it, you couldn't get next to it without getting some of it on you. Come on, somebody. What I want is a church that knows how to ooze. I want you to ooze in the morning. I want you to ooze in the evening. I want you to get so full of the Holy Spirit and so full of the power of God that you ooze in the good weather and you ooze in the bad weather and you ooze when it's right and you ooze when things are going wrong and that if anybody gets around you, they'll get some of Jesus on them. Is there anybody here that says, Apostle, this week I'm gonna ooze on my family. This week I'm gonna ooze on my children. I dare somebody, if you're going to ooze, just open up your mouth and give God praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I just, I'm just warning you. I know we've had a lot of worship and praise, but I might ooze on you before this service is over. I dare any oozers. Are there any oozers in the house? I'm a worshiper. Come on, a worshiper's got to worship. I said a worshiper's got to worship. So Stacti was what held it all together. Then there was Annika. Now Annika was a spice. And it was a part of that four ingredients of worship. And Annika was a spice. And I like, y'all, I like spicy worship. Come on now. I'm not scared if it gets rowdy. I like worship that's got a little fire in it. How many of y'all like Calvary when we had that fiery praise? And that, are there any Holy Ghost filled people in here and you don't mind a little celebration? But Annika, there's actually a word connected to Annika that means a very loud sound. If you trace the word, it literally means the roar of a lion, like a roar. And you know, Amos says this, Amos says, Will a young lion, or will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion crowd in the den if he has taken nothing? I used to think that lions roared just all the time. They get up and say, roar. You know, 
They call each other on a lion's cell phone. Roar! But there's only a few times when a lion roars. Number one, a lion roars when he goes into battle. A lion roar! He's letting you know, I'm coming, and there's no way I'm going to be defeated. And there are some times when you praise the Lord, and all hell is coming against you, and attacks are coming from the left, the right, behind, and in front. And sometimes everything about you would say it makes no sense to praise the Lord. Your circumstances are too intense. Your problems are too problematic. Your children are too lost. Your, your debts are too high. Your sickness is too great. But there is something that rises up in you in a battle. And you say, Roar, I'm going to fight because I've been made more than a conqueror. Y'all, I feel like somebody in here has been in a fist fight with the enemy. It is not time to walk away defeated, but it is time to open up your mouth and give God praise that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. The second time that a lion roars is when he's in pursuit of prey. Roar! When he's hunting, they'll literally have one lion roar in one place and the gazelle, come on, will run into a trap. Come on, somebody. And that lion will roar at that gazelle. And he's saying, roar, happy meal. Supersize it. Come on, somebody. Roar. And he's letting every leopard know. He's letting every cheetah know. He's letting every hyena know. He's letting every lesser predator know in the jungle that that right there is my provision. I ain't got it yet, but I'm letting the whole jungle know that it belongs to me. And there are some of you in this room, and maybe you ain't got, I feel like preaching, what you want yet. But you need to open up your mouth and say, I ain't got my family yet, but roar. I haven't seen my children saved yet, but roar. I haven't had the breakthrough yet, but roar. I dare somebody right now to send the devil a signal that there ain't no way you're giving. Where are the roaring people? Roar over that daughter right now. Roar over that family right now. Roar over that miracle right now. So he roars in battle, he roars in pursuit, but then he roars when that pursuit becomes his possession. He'll, he'll stand around and roar just to let the hyenas know, y'all better back off. Just to let the leopards know, y'all better back off. You ain't taking what I've got. You ain't, you ain't taking what's been provided for me. And there's some of y'all you need to make up in your mind and let the devil know. Devil, you can't have my marriage. You can't have my children. You can't have my fuel. Roar. You need to let hell know that in the name. Roar. You can't have them. You can't have my. I dare somebody. If the devil can't have your family. If he can't have your future. If there's some things God's done for you and there's no way you're going to let the enemy steal it. Lift up a roar. Lift up a shout. I know this is radical. I know this is too much for religious people, but I still got a few minutes. But watch this. The Bible says that he is the lion of the tribe 
of Judah. And I told you a couple of weeks ago that Judah means praise. And I was at a conference and the Lord began to speak that into my spirit. And he said, tell them I won't roar till they do. If they're they're Judah, is there any Judah people in the house? Are there any praisers in the house? He said, I won't roar till they roar. But if they will open up their mouth and roar and begin to bless my name, I will do exceedingly abundantly, way far above anything they can ask or think. Some of you don't even know if you'll open your mouth and roar right now, that devils will run out of your family. That demons will flee because when the lion shows up, somebody roar right now. Somebody roar your praise, roar your worship. It's all right. Come on, I feel like praising God. I feel like it's time to restore your roar. The enemy wants you to meow, but God said it ain't time to meow. It's time to roar. It's time to praise the Lord. It's time to lift the redeemed of the Lord. Say so. Y'all, I feel breakthrough here. So. Stacti, Annika, Galbanon. Somebody say Galbanon. Galbanon represented sweetness and smell. It represented kindness. And let me tell you, the greatest enemy of revival, (laughs) it ain't really the devil. Sometimes it's mean Christians. I guess I really did drop the mic. Come on, somebody. You know any mean Christians? Look down your row and see if you can see who's mean. Come on, is there any mean Christians on your row? Tell your neighbor, say, this whole row is nice. Come on. This whole row is nice. But watch this. It's kindness. And I believe that the church needs to be kind. And I'm telling you, you need to be kind to the lost, but you need to be kind to each other. Y'all don't make me preach. Listen, we're coming up to an election cycle, and this is me as the apostle telling you, don't lose your ever-loving mind fussing with each other on Facebooks. Presidents run, but Jesus reigns. Can I get a witness? There have been 11 presidents in my lifetime, but they ain't been one king, and he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and no agenda from hell can stop what God wants to do. I need somebody who understands what I'm saying. Doesn't mean you don't stand for what's right, but it does mean this. It means that you are not cruel to one another, you are not mean to one another, and you don't allow that spirit to get in this church. Oh, that's good preaching. We're going to be kind to one another. Tell your neighbor, be kind. You can't let your disagreements cause you to be mean. So I remember when Courtney was little, she's still daddy's girl. Come on, but she's grown and so is Channing. What are they doing in Peyton? They're trying to grow up on me. Y'all were my next door neighbors. They were just little, you remember? Peyton was just little. What have they done? They just grew, we kept feeding them. They kept growing. (laughs) That's what's happening to me. 
we, we went to this restaurant called the Olive Garden. Mm. Courtney was just a little baby. She was just learning how to talk and she was communicating. And we got sat in the twilight zone. It was, we were evangelists, you remember, babe? And we, we just, you ever sat in a, a, a section you thought, everybody in here is, is crazy. We need to pray for them right now. There was a man and a woman behind us, and the man said this, thank God, I finally got a good meal. Your cooking has been terrible. The stuff you put on the table hadn't even been worth eating. And I'm sitting there listening to it, man. I would be so afraid. Oh, y'all men, don't you look at me like you all that. You know you would never tell your cooking is terrible. You would never say that. You want to live. Your cooking is terrible. You had not even been worth eating. And the woman said, well, I'm going to tell you something, big buddy. She said, if you're going to eat anything from here on out, you're going to pay for it. Because I'm not cooking you another meal. I'm not getting in that kitchen for you. If you don't like it, we'll go out to eat everything. And they are going, ping, 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 ping. And I'm looking at Dawn saying, what in the world? And then there was four older women that were sitting across from us and they were so brutal that I got an argument here and then one of them said, you know, this is the worst waitress we've ever had in our lives. She finally brought the bread and she didn't bring any water. She brought the water. The bread's getting cold. This is terrible. And they're all fussing and the, the waitress finally comes to our table and she is literally weeping, isn't she, Don? She is crying. We need to see the manager. This girl ain't doing any job. And then they finally bring the food. And one of the ladies said, listen, there wasn't a man among them women and I know why. Because I don't know a man that could have survived that. Come, y'all know what I'm talking about, brothers. And and then she she said, she said, Mary, this spaghetti right here, you make better spaghetti than this, Mary. Yeah, we, we could just eat at your house. We should have had spaghetti at your house. And I'm thinking, why don't y'all go to Mary's house? Why don't you let Mary make some spaghetti when all of a sudden my two-year-old daughter pointed her finger at the whole place and said, peoples, be nice. Be nice. Sometimes I feel like standing up here and looking y'all in the face and saying, peoples, be nice. Be nice. We, how many of you are determined that you're going to let the kindness of the Lord? So there's Stacky, there's Annika, there's Galbadon, and there's pure frankincense. Is this all right? I'm landing this plane now. I'm going a little bit overtime. Y'all don't care when the football game goes overtime. <laughs> Frankincense means purity. And I have decided that I want my heart to be pure before the Lord. I've told you young people, be very careful. I told the young people Friday night, I said, you know, you're so concerned about what your friends are saying and thinking about you, and the truth is your friends didn't die for you. And your friends ain't coming again for you. 
And the truth is, some of y'all know this. So many of those people that I was trying to impress when I was in high school, I can't even remember their name. And when I see them on Facebook, they got old. So I'm not even sure if it's them. They didn't stay young like me. <laughs> and I would tell you this, young person, be very careful that you don't make permanent decisions with temporary people. Purity. I want to see some young people, some young ladies who know that virgin is not a dirty word. I told y'all a while back, if all that joker wants is breast and thighs and legs, don't take him home, take him to Popeye's. Can I get a witness? Come on, y'all. Purity. I'm gonna try to land this plane. So, I'm, I'm flawed, y'all. I'm, I'm flawed. Maybe you're not, but pray for your weaker brother. I think I got it figured out. John, I think, man, I'm I'm walking in purity. And then somebody cuts me off in traffic. <laughs> and then I'm like, who is that? We're, we're, I'm flawed. Purity doesn't mean that you are absolutely perfect. We're perfected in Christ and through Christ. Are you hearing me? That means we're a work in progress. So I'm not so concerned about being perfect because I know I can't be perfect. But what I try to do is perfect my pursuit. As much as I can, I stay after the things of God. As much as I can, I try to have the right heart toward people as much as I can. Because sometimes you don't, but sometimes your neighbor aggravates me. It's the truth. People acting crazy. I'm thinking, what are they doing? But I've made up in my mind that I want to be pure in my pursuit. How many of you want to be pure in your pursuit? So here it is, and we're going to land this plane. John, y'all come back up, and we're going to praise and worship our way out of here the Bible says they would burn that incense of worship and the smoke would rise y'all get anything out of this 23 minutes give God praise if you did all right so that is, that smoke that rose represented the worship of the people of God and what happened was when that worship went up it unlocked the supernatural realm it, 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 it enabled them to go behind the veil. Do you know what happened today when healing got in here and salvation got in here? We worshiped and we praised until we got behind the veil. And that's why the miracles took place today. Somebody, I want to hear from the behind the veil people. Come on. If you, if you, if you, if you believe in that miracle power. But here's what happened. Uh, they would burn that incense of worship. They would burn it in the morning and in the evening. And the deal was that in reality, the tabernacle 
truthfully, was a slaughterhouse. They were constantly killing and cutting animals, and it smelled like a slaughterhouse. It could stink. But what they would do is they would burn that incense of worship all through the morning and all through the evening. And the stinky, terrible-smelling slaughterhouse, it was chased away, and all you could smell was the fragrance of worship. Nothing overcomes the stink in your life. Can I talk to you? Like your willingness to worship the Lord. They would burn it day and night, night and day, let incense. Day and night. Oh, there you go. Now, I want you to see your life right now, and I want you to see your worship. You're an oozer. Come on. You're a roarer. You're kind. As best you can be, you're pure before the Lord. And the Lord said, if you'll be that person, if you'll, if you'll become a worshiper. I, he said, I don't need perfume and incense anymore. I need you. I don't need the ingredients of worship. I need you. And he said, if you will worship, you'll be surprised at how ugly times become beautiful. And hard times become full of grace. And stinky times. Come on now. He comes right in. Now watch. Morning and evening. How many of you can say it right now? Raise up your hands and say, day and night, night and day. Day and night, night and day. Come on, you're the offering. Day and night. This week, if you want to unlock miracles, day and night. If you want to leave your world and get into His, here's the key. Day and night, day and night. Some of you are going into family situations that are stressful, challenging. Some of you are going into family situations even through the holidays that are not easy. But if you'll just do this. Day and night, night and day, since right. Come on. Even with the family members that are a struggle, you're going to worship. Day and night, you're going to stay kind. You're going to ooze on them. Come on. You're going to take that roar with you and praise the Lord. Somebody say day and night, night and day, let I want you to know, and I told you this when I talked through the tabernacle. Hebrew historians tell us that there was something about the smell of that worship 
that chased the snakes out of the camp. That, that when that, that smoke got all in the camp, that the snakes could not stand it. And the snakes left the camp. How many of you are declaring snakes are leaving your life? Agendas of hell are leaving your life? Okay, say you are worthy of it all. Sing it, Pastor John, and I'm going to pray over people. You are worthy. You are worthy of it all. declare the blessing and favor over your life throughout this Thanksgiving holiday. I declare that you this week will ooze on your family. You'll ooze on your lost children. You'll ooze on those that are struggling. I declare that this week you're going to learn the secret of the ooze. Hallelujah. That you're just going to let your light shine. I declare that this week you won't be ashamed to acknowledge what you're thankful for and who you're thankful for. That this week you'll give the Lord all the glory. That on Thanksgiving Day and even before, that Thanksgiving will well up inside of you. And this week will be full of gratitude and not stress. Come on. It'll be full of gratitude and not stress. I declare it over your life. I declare that there's going to be a kindness about you that will draw people to Jesus. I declare that when people meet you, they're going to feel like there's a goodness about you. I declare that there's a kindness in your life that's going to make Jesus irresistible. And then finally, I declare that purity rises up in you, that you seek the Lord with a heart that is holy after him. I bind every agenda of the enemy this week against your life. And I declare that this week as you worship the Lord, that he is for you and not against against you that he is on your side and he goes before you even this week and makes the crooked places straight now if you receive it and you love church today come on if this has been the best two hours of your week give the Lord a shout of praise come on we'll be greeting our guests in the back I love you happy Thanksgiving everybody sing John thanks for watching the message I'm sure this spoke to you here's what I want you to do why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time and so You can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.